Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. And now for some biblical questions. First, how tall was Jesus in inches? I think Jesus was 777 inches tall, because that is a good godly number. How long did he do his hair for? How long did it take to do Jesus' hair? (laughs) These are great questions. Um, I think Jesus would, um, I think Jesus would take three days to do his hair. He seemed to take three days to do a lot of stuff, so three days. What was his shoe size? (laughs) <laughs> I reckon he was a seven. What did Moses really find funny? <laughs> what did Moses find funny? I think there's a few things Moses didn't find funny. But I think maybe Moses, did Moses find it funny when all the Egyptians drowned after they just like walked over the Red Sea? He might have had a little chuckle at that. Or maybe he was too godly to laugh at that, but... What was Josiah's favourite food? What? (laughs) Beef burgers. Loved Josiah, famous for loving beef burgers. Did Jesus have pets? Did Jesus have any pets? Oh, I don't know if he would, because you know if he had a favourite pet, would all the other animals be like, well, Jesus' favourite. And like, do you know what I mean? Except Jesus, did Jesus... Maybe Jesus had Afghan hound. You know those dogs that have got loads of long hair? Because they look a bit saintly, don't they? Yeah, Afghan hounds. What would King Solomon's net worth be? <laughs> I re- wow! I reckon... I reckon his net worth was... Two to three million is... (laughs) I don't know. Great. And now, to conclude. Did Noah use his ark as a cruise ship? (laughs) Noah, once he'd done the whole flood thing. Well, firstly, I think Noah would never want to go in that boat ever again. He's going to like, oh, darn, there again. Um, I wonder what he did use the ark for after... I don't think he did cruise ships. What, maybe he did it as like a children's kind of bouncy area. That could be quite fun. Swinging on ropes, I don't know, loads of stuff. Loads of, oh, this is where the giraffes used to be. Ha, 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 ha. That's what he did. He used it as a kid's playtime area. Thanks, Mark. We love you. I did not have a clue what those questions were. Thank you. I didn't have a clue what those questions were like. What? This is amazing. I, these kids are brilliant. How is everyone? Are they good? On Friday, Scotland played against England. Now then. Ho, 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 ho. I 
had my kilt on. I had my kilt on. I had lots of iron brew. I had haggis smeared along my forehead. I have never been more Scottish in my life. I was a nightmare for my family. They're all English, so they were all supporting England. I was supporting Scotland. So this weekend, I have been self-isolating. And uh, it is nothing to do with the virus. It's just the fact that my family thought it'd be better if I spent a bit of time away. And uh, hopefully at the end of today, I'll be able to go back and it'll all be good. But what a, I mean, <laughs> what an anti-climax. Come on. And the whole world was watching and we thought let's do nil nil that's good that's good I love it when Americans God bless you I love it when Americans watch football because they just are like because obviously Americans love points don't they so they like the basketball's like a hundred thousand twen to twenty million three and then they watch football and it's like nil nil and we're all like buzzing yeah what a game but yeah it was it was rubbish so Father's Day and as a few people have said and you know you might be watching online or you're in the room and you may have found that song a few minutes ago that may have moved you you may be having moments where you feel quite sort of um, like a little warm feeling as you remember your dad or perhaps you know when we talk about Father's Day for you it is really sad maybe you've lost your dad or maybe for you, when you think of the word father, you get angry because you feel some hurt and some pain of some things that have happened. You know, there's not really that many other words that are as emotional as the word father. It really does kind of burn within us. It's sort of like a word that can really cause a bit of response and a bit of reaction. But you know, today, I, I really want us just to look at, at, at the picture of God as a father. And that however your father has been, um, whether he was absent or whether he was very kind of there for every moment, whether you, you have happy and joyous memories or whether maybe even you have a sense of, of real true sadness however you feel about your dad I want us to look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1 because the Bible says how great how great is the love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. You know, God is a good, good father. He's a good, good father. And however you feel when you think of the word father, the biblical picture is always going to be that wonderful picture of a father who was longing to see his son come home. It was painted by Jesus um, in the story of the prodigal son. And the father is not absent. The father is not angry. The father is not bemused. The father is not thinking that the lad could have done better. The Bible says that the father was looking, desperately longing for his son to come home. And so today I want us to look at just like three things. 
I want us to think about the Father and I want us to think, number one, about having adventures with the Father. I want to think, secondly, about being safe in the Father's arms. And thirdly, I want to talk about being cheered on by the Father. I'm, I used to love going on adventures with my dad. My dad is one of those dads that could be a bit spontaneous. And I've got memories of being on adventures with him. Maybe you've got some memories of being on an adventure with your dad. I remember one adventure was that my dad just one random Saturday decided it would be great to go up to Murrayfield and watch the rugby. Scotland were playing against Wales. And I was about 12 and I went up and we didn't have a ticket. And we wandered around asking everyone for a ticket. And it was such an adventure. And my dad was like, wow, son, just imagine we're going to soon be in that stadium watching Scotland. This morning, we didn't even know we were going to be in there. And we're going to be watching the mighty Scots. We never got in. And um, a ticket. But, you know, at the end of that day... Of course, as a little lad, I'm a bit disappointed. But more than that, there was a bigger thing going on. I'd been on an adventure with my dad. And I'm sure you might have a story that you could tell of being in an adventure with your father. And God wants us to go on a faith adventure with him. You know, we've been in a huge restraint. We've been in a huge season of, of kind of being locked up and being in a sense of like, feeling like we can't express ourselves, feeling like we can't do the things that we would want to do. And we've got the opportunity because God's saying to us, you know, I don't want you to feel locked up in, in any way. I want you to know that you can go on an incredible faith adventure with me. One of my favorite stories that I absolutely love is this story about that during the Second World War, the parachuters... Um, we're finding that like 50% of the time, the parachutes were not working. Imagine that stat. 50% of the time, men were throwing themselves out of planes and finding that the parachutes were not working. That is a horrendous stat. And the government realized that they had to change this. And so what they did was they, um, they decided to ask the parachute packers that sometimes randomly they would be asked to get in a plane and put one of those parachutes on their backs and throw themselves out the plane. Wow, suddenly the statistic changed dramatically because it went from a parachute that was on the factory floor that if it works fine, if it doesn't work well, it's no big deal, suddenly it became, this parachute is on my back. Oh man, I need it to work, yeah? And they realized the difference between a parachute on the floor and a parachute on your back. And I want to encourage us, church, about faith. You see, the thing about faith is that for some of us, Sunday faith can just be, do you know, if God's real, cool, I'm still gonna have my dinner. If God's not real, cool, I'm still gonna have my dinner. But we want to live a life that is full of faith, where it's like, wow, God, if you don't turn up, I am going to hit the ground at a great speed. God, if you're not real, I'm in big trouble. I want to live a life that is just adventure and full of faith. These are incredible words by a guy called um, Hudson Taylor. And he said these words, 
Unless there is an element of risk in our exploits for God, there is no need for faith. Unless there's an element of risk in our exploits for God, there is no need for faith. Oh, church, I want to urge you and I want to encourage you that you would go on an adventure with the Father. When was the last time you thought, God, I really need you to turn up? I want to inspire you to say, do you know, please start to call on God and believe in miracles again. Could we begin to pray for people and ask God, would you heal this man? Would you heal this woman? Could we go on faith adventures where we speak prophetic words over people that are not even Christians yet? Wow, I love that. I've been doing a little bit of that. And it is terrifying. Because when you prophesy over Christians, they're nice to you. And they're like, I can, I can make that work. And, uh, but when you prophesy over someone who's got no faith, they just stare at you. Going, mm, no, I don't feel down. You've got it wrong. Oh, I want to step out in faith and find God. I want to go on incredible adventures with God. Wow. The second thing that I really wanted to urge us is that, you know, God just wants us to be safe in his arms, safe in the arms of the Father. Wow. I heard an amazing, incredible story that happened in 1988 in, in Armenia. And uh, uh, the father was called Samuel, and his son was called Armand, and, 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 and he sent his son off to school as normal. But what happened is that some of you that will know your history will know that there was a huge earthquake in Armenia and, and it was really horrendous. And what happened is, is that the father, he felt it like everyone else, but he knew that the school that his son was in was right in the center spot of the earthquake. And whereas everyone was running and fleeing for their life, the father, he ran towards the school. And when he got to the school, you know, it was just horrendous scene with this massive devastation where the earthquake had caused its worst. And you know, it was just piles of debris and ruins and damage. And Father Samuel, he managed to get to this place where he worked out roughly where he, his kid's classroom was. And then he started to dig. He started to dig like crazy to get through all this debris and through all this damage. And people came and they put their hand on his back and said to him, listen, Samuel, leave it, leave it. You know, it's done. You know, it's devastating, but we're done here. But you know what? He was like, no, 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 no. And that father, he was working hard and he, he picked up an instrument. He found something to help him dig and to move the stuff out of the way. And incredibly, incredibly, he saw a little hand and he kept on moving the stuff and he found these kids and he's like, this is my son's class. And he managed to get them out and he kept digging and digging and he got to his son. Can you imagine that moment when this little child had everything's fallen on top of his head and he's in totally in devastation and he sees his father coming through and digging through and finding him what an embrace that is between a father and a son and yet wow I'm here to tell you friend whether you're in this room right now or whether you're watching online you know I'm here to tell you that the story of holy father God is that story you see 
We've all messed up. The Bible says each of us have turned our own way. We've all got stuff that has become between us and God. You know, in that story, the rubble that was over that kid was something that was between the father and the son. And the stuff that's in between us and Father God, and that stuff, the Bible's got a word for it, and it's called sin. And that sin is on top of us, and we cannot get it off us. Because the Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so, what's the end of the story? Is the story that God sees us in our rubble and in our ruin and in our devastation and leaves us? Does God judge us and say, look at you, you've messed up. You are not worth even me thinking of doing anything to help. No, the Bible says that God so loved you. God so loved me. Friend at home, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your front room, God so loved you that he gave his everything. He gave his son. The cross, the horrible story of a man bloodied and beaten on a cross. His son Jesus died on the cross. God used the cross as the instrument to move everything out of the way so that God could connect with us. Wow, Jesus died on the cross so that everything could be moved out of the way so that today you can look at God, holy, glorious God. You can look at him in the face and say, Father, Father, I love you. Wow. Oh, friend, today you might be sitting in this room or at home and you might be thinking to yourself, oh, but Mark, you know, I've messed up. I've done stuff. I'm not a religious person. I'm not a holy person. But we're here to tell you, friend, God did not come for the religious. He didn't come for the holy. He came for those oh, that are buried in their sin, that are devastated in their mess, that are flawed beyond belief. He came for us. And his son dying on that cross was the instrument that all the blockages could be moved out the way so that the father could embrace his kid, his child. And at the end, in a few moments, I'm going to give people in the room, and I want those of you that are watching online, I'm going to give you the, the opportunity, a moment to be able to say, do you know what, maybe you've never done it before. You've never maybe said, Oh, I'm sorry for my rubble, my ruin, my mess. I'm sorry. Thank you, God, that you did everything to move out the way. And I received the embrace of God. And thirdly and finally, not only does the Father want to go on an adventure with us, not only does the Father want us safe in his arms, but you know the Father cheers us on. He cheers us on. I, um, I did the Edinburgh Marathon a couple of years ago. I was having a little chuckle during lockdown. Two years ago, I did the Edinburgh Marathon. And six months ago, I got an injury doing a jigsaw. And uh, I, I was there kind of like, you know, just like I was, I'd done all the training. But, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that I'm not exactly 
built like an athlete. And uh, I did this marathon and my, 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 towards the end, it got very bad. It got very bad. I was really sick with five miles to go and I kept on going. I think I've told you this before, but it was funny when I was really sick. The first aid guy came and he says, listen, I think we need to put you in the car. I says, no, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And he says, are you really going to keep going? He says, you've been really sick. I says, I'm going to keep going. He says, wait there and I'll get you half a Mars bar. Half a Mars bar. What do I need to have wrong with me to get a full Mars bar? Do I have to lose a kidney before I get a full Mars bar? I mean, what's that? Half a Mars bar. I says, no, 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 no. I kept on going and it was pretty tough and it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And we were probably about a mile away from the end and I was, I was done. I didn't have a lot left. I was swaying all over the road. I was just really tired. And I was, couldn't, I thought, I don't know if I can make this. And I had a guy next to me who was running with me and he says, come on, Mark, not, not long now. And I was like, Dennis, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can make it. And we, I remember it really well. We came around this corner and I was totally done. And then I heard this voice shouting from the side, Mark, Mark, I'm so proud of you. Keep on going. And I'm like, looking, and it's my dad. It's my dad in the crowd. And uh, I'm just like, oh, it's my dad. It's my dad. I turn to everybody else that's running, and I'm like, oh, that's my dad. They're like, oh, okay. They ran faster, yeah. They were like, oh, this guy needs to be avoided. But you know, I just saw him in the crowd, and he's going, keep on going, keep on going. We're here for you. Keep going. And you know the energy that came because I knew that my father was cheering me on. And oh, friend, I'm looking out to your soul today. I'm looking at you right now. Friend online, I'm looking at you and I'm saying, for some of us, it's been a tough, tough season. For some of us, we feel like, I don't know if I can make the end of this thing. I don't know if I can get to the finishing line. For some of us, it's like, oh, I, I feel like I'm going to quit. But you know, we've got a Father God who is cheering us on, who never leaves us. He's there for us. He's there with you. He's encouraging you. He's telling you, come on, you can do this. I've put everything inside of you for success. It's all in there. You can get over this line. I'm speaking to someone, you know, we heard a few moments ago from the woman of God who was saying that she felt God had said that it was someone who needed a, a way. God, I need to get through that way. And maybe you're still listening and you're thinking, hey, it's really tough. I don't know if I can see that way that was heard about earlier. I don't know if I can see how this can pan out. And God's there saying, come on, this can happen. We can do this. I'm with you and I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Just take a moment to think about that, that God, Holy Father God, with all of his angels, is backing you. He's for you. He's not against you. He loves you. He wants to see you cross that finishing line. You feel a bit discouraged. 
you feel like hope is gone and God comes and says come on lift up your head I am near I am near I am near says God to you today I am near I love you I am your father wow wow do you know what I want to take a moment because I believe today that there are people watching online, people in the room, and you've maybe never ever known that God has done everything so that you would be safe in his arms. On this wonderful Father's Day, you can know the greatest Father of all, and that is the wonderful Father God. I wonder if we could bow our heads and close our eyes. What I'm simply going to do is this. I'm going to pray a really short and simple prayer. And I'm going to ask that you pray that prayer after me. Don't say it out loud so people around can hear, but just pray it in your heart. And as you pray this prayer, God can hear this prayer. Why don't you pray it right now? This is the prayer. Dear God, I am sorry for my mess. I'm sorry for the rubble that's between us. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross for me and has moved that away. I receive your forgiveness and I come into your embrace in Jesus' name. As our head just stays bowed for a moment or two more, I'm going to simply count to three. And on three, if you prayed that prayer with all of our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I just simply want you to put your hand up. Whether you're in the building, even if you're online, if you prayed that prayer, I'm just going to ask you to simply put your hand up that you prayed that prayer today. One, two, three just that's amazing amazing really wonderful people all over the building with their hands up maybe people online watching right now and you've got your hand up if you're online and you've put your hand up you know why don't you just put a comment into the comments box and someone will connect with you and help you on this journey we thank you we thank you father that you are a good, good Father. We thank you, God, that you have done everything so that we could be in an embrace with you. We love you, God. Thank you for cheering us on. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk slash giving and get involved god bless you